Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. GND back with you here on The Fan. It's the Youngest in Charge movement, Linnell Willingham, alongside the DOC, Rick Doc Walker, taking you up to 6.30 tonight before we dish the rock to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler. They'll get you warmed up for Nats and Brewers. First pitch set for 7.05, and you can hear it right here on the flagship of the Washington Nationals, 106.7 The Fan. Doc, we've been taking a spin around the National Football League Right now, we will do so as we're joined by Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. He is the host of the Odyssey original podcast in the huddle with Jason Locke and Fora and Carl Dukes cover the, covering the entirety of the National Football League. Make sure you give Baldy a follow on Twitter at Baldy NFL. Baldy, I don't need to be plugging your Twitter. You got 357,000 followers, brother. There's a couple of people that I kind of <laughs> check it in, see what I'm up to, where I'm at, you know, as I make this uh, you know what I'm training tank tour right now. Definitely, I'm man. I'm sure Doc is one of those followers. I'm just, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> pretty sure Doc is absolutely, right absolutely, man. Yeah, we go back. We go way Baldy, back. Baldy Doc is, way, way, yeah, we're, we we're, go way back. Man. We've got that seal, that little coin says grinder on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hey man, they we tried to we try to make Doc. us extinct, Baldy. Can't happen. Yeah, well, we just got to be dinosaurs. We That's right. That's it. T Rex, baby. You know? Yeah. Baldy, I know you've been out there bouncing around different NFL training camps. What's been your favorite stop thus far, and who stood out to you the most? Well, I, I I've been to I've been to three places. I've been to the Jets, the Cowboys, and the Eagles. Ah. But I'm here. Uh, I'll be in Latrobe tomorrow morning. I know it's going to be my favorite stop because I just love Mike Tomlin. <laughs> and in fact, Doc, you'll love it. I, I was out at uh, Latrobe last summer. And I ran into Tomlin, like, you know, before practice and all that stuff. And he's like, Baldy, I just want you to tell me one thing at the end of practice. I'm like, what's that, Coach? He goes, just let me know if I'm a dinosaur. <laughs> because, Doc, it, it felt like, you know, it was Joe Gibbs. It was 85. Yeah. And uh, guys were getting after it in practice. I haven't seen that anywhere I've been yet, really. I'm anxious to see it tomorrow. I think Pittsburgh's going to – I think you're going to hear some hitting tomorrow. I'd be disappointed if you weren't been trying to relate this to my young – partner here 25 years old and he's evaluating <laughs> okay. these walkthroughs and I call this his flag football yeah you know yeah. and and it's like I go you don't get it I go pads first of all even in a walkthrough I'd have a helmet and shoulder pads on I think skill Absolutely. guys visual yeah it's more protection even without contact no the doubt. game is no played doubt. in certain I, I don't get it but those I look at and you know it because you do it for a living Pittsburgh Baltimore Seattle, Kansas who, City, Kansas, savages in terms <laughs> yeah. of yeah. between the tack, line of scrimmage. Yeah. This is operation yeah. control of line of scrimmage. Yeah, you cannot yeah. talk your way into that. 
no. And that, you know, it's so I like, I, look, people got to make a living in this business doc. I, I don't uh, degrade <laughs> anybody trying to make a living. But when I hear these, I hear these analysts out there saying, boy, they had a great walk. They had a great practice today. You should have seen what was going on down. With, I'm like, ain't nobody. I didn't see anybody hit anybody. Yeah, you know? That's my boy. <laughs> Thank you, boy. So I'm like, I, you know, Preach. I'm always quarterback. I mean, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson. I mean, it's great. We need young quarterbacks. We need them to be good. Yeah. It drives our business. I get it. But they hadn't done anything yet. And so I'm just holding my tongue. I was in Oxnard watching the Cowboys the other day. And, you know, they had a two-minute drill at the end of practice. I'm like, great. Like, nobody's hitting Dak. You know, he's not running for his life. No. You know, nobody's really pressing C.D. Lamb off the line of scrimmage. So, you know, nobody's got pressure on Dak where, you know, Doc, last year late in the season against Washington. I mean, he's throwing those interceptions on the Mm -hmm. outside. And you're like, he ain't going to go very far making these decisions, you know. Baldy, in terms of the way the NFLPA has the training camp structure and the way practices is going – do you think it's a direct correlation to this uptick of injuries that we see at the beginning of the season because guys just simply aren't preparing well? I know it's hard to prepare for a damn car crash, but, man, it feels like something's got to give with that. Well, you know, I mean, I know Doc's going to back me up on this, but, look, I'm all for the changes, you know, to, to keep this game healthy and alive and, and for kids to still play it. But the body has to be conditioned. Right. It has to be hit. You have to go through this stuff. I mean, all these workout warriors we see in the offseason doing all these, all these things <laughs> don't do anything to get you ready for just the basic movements of football, which is just different from anything else that you do. And so you see, like, these calf injuries. You see this stuff, and you're like, it shouldn't happen. Yeah. It just shouldn't happen. Like, you know, if, if you're, like, banging and your elbow gets dislocated or your ankle gets rolled, those are just normal things that everybody has to get through. But – you know, to be missing time in training camp right now for any, like, toe injury, whatever, like, whatever's keeping these guys out, like, I just don't I just don't really understand. Hmm. I try to explain. Thank you, God. But I just <laughs> I, was I try to talk to this young fella, and he, you should have heard him earlier about two hours ago talking <laughs> yeah. about what he saw at practice. I said, did they change? They were, they were in lingerie, right? I yeah, said, yeah, yeah. There's, it's like a basketball team going out without a basketball. <laughs> yeah. You know, football players that don't have helmets on or pe- football players without pads and football players without an intention to hit, it's just not realistic. So it's an yeah. exercise, as I call it. And it's okay. You get a lot out of the exercise. But for yeah. God's sakes, keep it in his perspective, man. Yeah. Well, you remember back in the day, I don't want to turn this into like some – revisionist history. Doc. Yeah, I, I get but it. When you're in Washington mm-hmm. and I was in Dallas yep. or Philly, whatever, and yep. Bill Walsh was doing chair drills yep. and guys were like wearing baseball hats. Yep. And we were like, what is that? Yeah. Like what kind of press, what are they doing? <laughs> like, how do we get that program here in Dallas? As we, you know, strapped it on for three hours every morning, every afternoon. Like it was just unheard of. Yep. Now I'll say this doc, like I've talked to a lot of these coaches. How do you build toughness? How do you work on fundamentals? How's a young guy develop? And I would say this, Doc, and you brought this up, and it's a great point. Like these walkthroughs, like it used to, it used to bother me when guys would get beaten walkthroughs. They just let them go by you. Yeah. Like you got to win every walkthrough. Yeah. Like, you, like work on your step. I was talking to Lane Johnson this morning, Doc. The great and, Lane Johnson. You know, he's like, I was, you know, we just he was over at, uh, early this morning working out at his barn, but you know, he was like even a walkthroughs yesterday. Like, he's working on his hand placement. 
He's working on his steps. He's still trying to get off the ball like it's, you know, game day, fourth quarter. So, like, you got to turn those walkthroughs, and you got to get something out of it. Guys are out there with sneakers on, shoes ain't tied. You know, they're just, like, going through the motions. They're not getting anything out of it. They're not going to get any better. But you got to take advantage of it, and you got to work on every – the details of your business, the fundamentals, your toolbox. You're like, you gotta, you got to take that time to work on it because if you don't, then you're not going to get better. It's a great point. And one thing about the Niners and Bill Walsh, the guys I know that played there, they went 100 miles an hour. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't no, it was a run through, yeah. full speed. Yeah. And B. Mitch has talked about yeah. this with Andy yeah. that yeah. you're not soft if you're not a little padded up. It's your approach. Right. And yeah. and Andy's proven yeah, to be one of the back. best best going. But what Baldy and I, Look at and if you see Charles Mann's hands, you see Baldy's hands I mean, it's, it's, and Bob. It's crazy. <laughs> you you these are what you carry on. These guys, you won't even know if they ever played. Yeah, five years, ten years down the road. Now I'm happy for them, but again, the game suffers. Yeah, it's why yeah. Buffalo can't run the ball. They right. can't stop you and they can't run it. And yet everybody's right. talking about so what Super Bowl? How are they gonna get there? They gonna buy tickets? <laughs> what well, Cincinnati did to them so in their house bit them over was the exposure. They got whipped. They got whipped. Lines. Yep. And I tell you what, and whipped. and you think for one reason, one moment that Leslie leaves there as a defensive coordinator, and there's not bad blood, and now the coach is going, "I'll go do it." And now your 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 diva wide receiver, who's a monster, yeah, he ain't fake. Well, something's up in Buffalo. Yeah. And I don't like well, it. That. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if you just go to you know run the ball, I mean. Andy Reid runs a real camp. Yeah, yeah. And the second half of that Super Bowl, they ran the ball down the Eagles' throats yep. with Isaiah Pacheco and, you know, with Jeff McKinnon. I mean, and they, they came out of the locker room saying, we're going to run the ball. We're going to get back in this game by running. And they ran it right down the throats. And Andy, you know, he comes out of the tunnel throwing it. But he was like, we got to change the physicality of this game. Yeah. And so you got to play with one hand tied behind your back. It's good that you have, like, your go-to. You got Mahomes. You got Kelsey. Great. What are you going to do to win a Super Bowl? Well, we're going to run it right down the throats. And Philadelphia <laughs> couldn't stop them. Mm-mm. And so you don't know when it's going to show up. Four-minute drill, Doc. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. you're up 27 nothing in the playoff game. You know, you better be able to run it. Uh, Buffalo against Cincinnati couldn't piss a drop Mm-mm. against them. <laughs> and Chargers. so you, you're like, okay, you could be a throwing team, but you better be able to run it in this business. Even going back to the, the upset that the Jaguars had over the Chargers in the wild card round, man, if they would have been able to run the football, you're able to close that out. You said you visited Philadelphia and Dallas, Baldy. We haven't had a repeat champion in the NFC East since 2005. When you look at the Philadelphia Eagles and what they have to accomplish in the 2023 season, I point back to their schedule every time I talk about them, Baldy. It's a stretch of play that they've got to go to. I believe it's week six. Let me pull it up right here. It's It's week six all the way to week 15. They got the Jets, Miami. Yeah. Washington, Dallas, Kansas City, Buffalo. Do you think they're going to be able to survive that stretch of play? And do you see them regressing back to the mean? Mm, I think they're going to be good. I think this Jalen Carter is the real deal yeah. that mm. they drafted out of Georgia. Like, already, mm. like, the guys are talking about him. You know what I mean? Like, the guys will tell you yeah. what's going on. Who they know. Even yeah. though they hadn't padded up, guys will tell you, like, who's got it? Who's got the juice? Who's got real power? Mm-hmm. Like you don't you don't need a whole lot of practices before you kind of know that some of these guys got it. And I think this kid's going to be really good. 
Uh, I think, you know, the line is going to be good. Jalen is like the real deal at quarterback. Yeah. I think they're still going to be a good team. Like, they got to go into Kansas City on a Monday night. They got the Cowboys on a Sunday. Like, they got a stretch like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But they're built for it. They just are. Um, they don't do a lot in camp. Nick Sirianni is his thing. But they're, they're going to scrimmage Cleveland next week or uh, two weeks. Uh, they got another scrimmage. So they're going to get some work in before, um, you know, they go to New England week one. Uh, I think they'll be pretty well battle tested. Uh, they might not have a 14 and three record this year, yeah. but they'll get tested during the year. Like Washington, when they, they beat them on that Monday night last year, doc, like yep. the next day, you know, here comes the Dominican Sioux. Here comes Linval <laughs> Joseph. Oh, they fixed it. Amazing. The Calvary got called. They, like literally they said, this ain't going to happen to us again. <laughs> you know, they're, they're not going to run the ball like they did. And they did. They went out and got the horses and yep. said, nobody's going to do this to us. Yeah. I love that. But uh, what, what has kept you off that coaching GM president role? I know you love what you're doing and you're great at it and we love hearing you. Dude, they're giving away money. And half the people who got these jobs have no damn idea what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, Doc, I'm a little late in that game. You know, the, okay. the, you know, the guys that are coming up the ranks right now that are putting the time in, you know, they deserve the shots. Uh, I don't know. You know, I mean, we, we know – who the, the better coaches are in this business right. and who the better assistants are, you know, like I'll, I'll see some guys in Pittsburgh tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. Mike Tomlin oh, can man. always get you up off your seat, man. Yeah, man. Nobody, nobody communicates like that. Yeah. And, give, uh, take some gum you know, with you. When you see that young man, that coaches special team, give him some of that gum. Say, man, this is DOC. I love Danny, man. Love Danny, him, man. Danny be, he'll be working at gum. When he'll I be working at gum, man. Yeah. He'll be working at gum now. Yeah. You know, if you come out, you know, I'm, I'm going to see a buddy of his actually tonight for dinner downtown Pittsburgh. He he was in Philly. He, Danny was in Philly before he was in Washington. Yep. So, uh, you know, but I I listen to Danny talk, though, man. I learned something. You know, I mean, it yeah. could be oh, yeah. a, a fundamental that it might come up in a game. Maybe it doesn't come up. But, like, you you hope that you win two games because of your special teams. You hope you don't lose two games because of your special teams. Yeah. You got you guys were talking about the the NFL franchises that actually run a real training camp. One of the teams you mentioned uh, was the Seattle Seahawks. Baldy, I think to me, talk about impressive off seasons. What they were able to do in the first round, doubling down, getting Jackson Smith and Jigma and Devon Witherspoon. I know they're a little nicked up at the running back position right now, but you look at their bookend tackles uh, on the offensive side of the football. Then you bring back Bobby Wagner, a healthy Jamal Adams coming back. Am I crazy for thinking that they should be the favorites right now in the West? Well, I mean, I don't think they're in front of San Francisco. The quarterback I mean, that was position, a great game last year. Uh, I, I mean, I, I like San Francisco. I mean, they're just built. Me too. But Seattle, but the good thing is in Seattle, and gosh, any, anybody, if you can get out there to see John Schneider and Pete Carroll go to work, yeah. like, it's, it's it, you know, the good thing about Pete, he knows exactly what he wants. He knows exactly how he wants his team to play. That's why Russell Wilson isn't there anymore. Like he knows what he wants. And so they got those two tackles last year, cross and big A, but right tackle, like they struck gold. They got that, you know, that, that young corner out there right now. Um, you know, that, that is just, you know, I mean, nobody, nobody can really run like he can, yeah. you know? And so uh, I call him, I call him the Tariq Wool and I call him the shadow because the only thing faster than Tariq <laughs> is the shadow. Oh, man. Um, That's good. He, he actually likes, he likes the nickname too, but, but like, <laughs> it, it, you know, when you, when you can draft well and those kids, like one thing Pete Carroll always told me, doc, he said, 
look, I'm going to play my – when he was at USC, he did this. I'm going to play my freshmen. I'm going to play my rookies. And we might lose games early because of them, but we're going to win games late because of them. You know, if we got the right guys, they're only going to get better. We're going to put them out there and we're going to play them. And that's kind of how their season went last year. They, that rookie running back and those tackles and Tariq Woolen and Kobe Bryant, they look like they're building, you know, the second coming of the Legion of Boom back yep. there right now. Yeah, he gets it. And not everybody does. Tomlin, those, those people that we mentioned, they have a, just a certain approach to football. Yep. And when I look at, at L.A., the Chargers, I just start shaking my head going, what am I missing? Mm. Am I the only guy that says, this is not working? What yeah. are they waiting well, on? This is not well, the guy was, running it. Well, two things, Doc. One, they couldn't run the ball. They were worse than the team, worst team in the league last year running the ball. Mm-hmm. And that's just a commitment. You know, if you want to run the ball, commit to run the ball. Mm-hmm. Commit to getting better at running. They mm-hmm. couldn't run it. And then they, they, were, they were the worst tackling team I saw in football last year, Doc. Like, they had five runs that they gave up of over 40 yards. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard to give up a run of 40 yards if you're pursuing a football. In the pros. Like, yeah. Never happen. yeah, in the pros. They had five yeah. runs. I mean, I, I still can see Damian Pierce going 75 yards. Mm. Against them, I'm like, this, this isn't Alabama against, you know, <laughs> Chauncey. Like this, this is it's it's, it, it's bothering me. Yeah, and so, and then the other thing that happens in that organization is they always use uh, injuries as an excuse. Yeah. Always, you know. Uh, yeah. Well, if we had, you know, if if Joey Bosa didn't get hurt, you know, or, he gets hurt I mean, every year. Just, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if Keenan Allen didn't go down, I mean, it's, it's like one thing, like enough, like yeah. go compete with Kansas City. You've been spending money you've been drafting go put it together you just paid your quarterback go go take kansas city you know off the perch that they just won that division seven years in a row yeah baldy i'll put you on the hot seat here before we let you go my friend you just mentioned the kansas city chiefs who do you think is the biggest threat right now to kansas city in the national football league cincinnati still cincinnati doesn't fear they they, they can go into kansas city and win they could have won there last year yeah it was 2020 you know, going into almost overtime before a late hit, knocked yeah. Mahomes out. They, they can compete. That coordinator is really good, Lou Anarumo. They're loaded on defense. And offensively, not many teams can keep those three receivers together the way yeah. they've kept them together. <laughs> and uh, and Burrow is just, you know, he's a cold-blooded assassin, man. Like, you know, like I, I, I'd say Cincinnati's the biggest challenge to him. I will ask you this in my final take. The Birds lose two coordinators. You've been through this, man. They had success and were better than anybody else at their jobs. They're gone now. How much will they suffer from it? You know, Doc, I used to say that it's harder to replace good coaches than it is good players. Yeah, that's why I asked and you. So, yeah, I know. And, and so <laughs> I'm holding my breath because I feel like everything is still in place. For Brian Johnson to call the plays, he's been a play caller before. Uh, for Sean Desai – to keep the defense rolling, but they still have to do it. So I'm with you, Doc. I'm I'm looking at it carefully Mm -hmm. because if it goes sideways at any point, that's the first place they're going to point to. They're going to point to coordinators, and they didn't replace them. So I'm just holding my breath on it, Doc, but I'm with you. I'm watching it just the way you are. All right, brother. Miss you, man. Enjoy, and uh, we got to do this again soon. Call me anytime, Doc. You got it, brother. I'll be there for you. I love you, and man. I, I hope I get down to uh, some uh, 
commander's practices here. Please do. Yeah, season, we got to so. get you down, man. We, we got to get you I, go out I, so you can get in Linnell's pocket in his wallet. I was about to say, boy, look, right. I don't make a lot of cash, but I pay you myself. You yeah, he's got here, to pay you well, for I'll, your presence. All, all, all I want, all I want, is one of Doc's cigars after practice. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> look, you got one. Look, you got one ready to go right now, man. Look, oh Paul, yeah, I got you, baby. We appreciate you giving us some time, man. Thank you. That was Odyssey NFL Insider Brian Baldinger. Make sure you follow the Inside the Huddle podcast on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcast.